What's up, everybody? This is Brendan. This is Taylor. And we are Straight Up Sabres, covering the Buffalo Sabres for the Hockey Podcast Network. That's right. You can hear us every Monday and Thursday on Hockey Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Straight Sabres or follow us on Facebook at Straight Up Sabres. We are very excited to bring you all of the latest coverage of what is surprisingly seeming to be a pretty exciting Sabres season ahead. That's right. The Rasmus Ristolainen breakout season is here. You can only hear it every Monday and Thursday, the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics, wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 68 of the King's Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 68 of the King's Den. As always, before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the King's Den THPN on Twitter and Instagram. Actually, that is again at the King's Den THPN. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy, that's Jordy with a Y. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Jordy underscore Cunningham23. Don't forget, to follow, don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including all of our after hours and a bunch of other bonus content that's, that is around the network. And don't forget to follow us on YouTube for all of our video footage that we have had that we've that the network is producing. Episode sixty-eight of the Kingston. Welcome. I hope you guys have been having a great week. This week we have the tip of the tip of the iceberg boys on the podcast, Nick and Nick, Berlansky and Horwat. I it's funny when I talk to them when I think of Nick and Nick, it makes me think of a couple of the shows. In a couple of different radio shows around the states, like Mike and the Mad Dog, or I'm pretty sure there's a show called Mike and Mike. It's like it, it, it sounds like they should be on AM radio. Hey, it's Nick and Nick in the morning. You know that's what it sounds like. But we had an awesome talk with them. They will get to them. We will get to that in a second. And also, speaking of that, they just put a bonus episode on Patreon. Just speaking of Patreon, so check that out again for just one dollar. You can find all of the exclusive bonus pod- podcast on Patreon including their special podcast that they just put out on Patreon right now. Again, episode 68, we have a couple. There's not really more. Oh, the one Kings news we have to talk about is finally, we've talked about it a little bit, the reverse retro jerseys. They're not fully out yet, but the previews are coming out. And it sounds like the mock-up that was a couple that came out a couple weeks ago that we've talked about is the one. It looks like it's going to be the purple and gold colors with the Gretzky era logo. I think it's going to be just awesome. It's going to be a great jersey. It's easily going to be one of the best jerseys, reverse retro jerseys in the league when the league starts. It is going to be awesome, this jersey. It's going to look really, really good. Again, you can't go wrong. Like a few of them, a few of the ones around the league, they are going wrong. Like, Look at the Canucks, for example. All, all the colors they've had throughout the years. They've been in the league fifty years, and they're gonna bring back the, the gradient from the early two thousands. Like, 
the, out of all the options, you got to you can come up with something better than that. And the Kings have come up with the perfect option for the reverse retro with the purple and gold jersey with the Gretzky era logo. It is going to look so good. Again, we're just assuming that, but we we can assume that it is going to be that, and it's going to look really really good. And some other news. We finally have the okay to talk about this here at the Hockey Podcast Network. This is big. As we record this, it is the 14th, November 14th, Saturday. So this is episode is going to be out on the 16th. So just some housekeeping. We are going to have episodes on the 16th, Monday the 23rd. And then Monday, November 30th is going to be the season finale of season one. And then starting then, season two will begin that week, first week of December, when we are back to two episodes a week. No matter when hockey starts, we are going to be back to two episodes a week in early December. So the first episode of of season two will come out December 3rd. And finally, we get to say this super exciting here around the network is after just one season, not even a full season done yet, we got bought going into season two. The Maze Media Labs bought the Hockey Podcast Network. And first of all, before we even get to them, Shout out Isha and Dylan, man. Of course, Isha, the host of the Minnesota Wild podcast. And of course, uh, Dylan, the host of the Sick Hungry podcast. They started this whole network on their own. They just they wanted to build this up, and they have. And it is absolutely incredible what they have built. And it is like, look at... You've seen, not just here at the King's Den, but all of the great talent we have around the Hockey Podcast Network. It is incredible the growth we've had over one year. And I'm just, I'm so lucky that I get to be a part of it. And it's amazing. It's, I got to give credit, of course, to Isha and Dylan, because they started this whole thing after just one season. We have got bought. So the Maze Media Labs in the States has bought us. Shout out Robert, Brett, and Steven. They're awesome. We've had a couple different video conferences with them. They're absolutely amazing. But this is just going to elevate us more as a network and it's motivating us. We want to bring you the best content we can. We want to bring you more and more content and we're going to do that not just here at the Kingston but all across the network. It's very exciting times for us here at the network and as fans you should be excited too because there's going to be a lot more content coming not just from me and the Kingston but from across the whole network so get excited for that. It is such exciting times. It is uh, we're all so excited and we just can't wait for hockey to get back and really get season two rolling just as we finish season one here. But again, we are bought with the hockey podcast network is now a part of Amaze media labs and it is, we are just so excited and we can't wait for what the future has in store for us. Okay. Now we are going to get to our talk with Nick and Nick, the tip of the iceberg boys. It was such a good talk. We talk, we actually talk about golf for the first 10 minutes. We talk about our, just like I did with Troll a couple weeks ago, we talk about our golf games for the first 10 minutes. We even talk about the Masters. Of course, it's Masters. It's like untraditional Masters weekend, but everyone's so excited about it. And again, the Masters are going to be over by the time this comes out. But we talked about the Masters, who's going to win. It's so weird having it in November, but it's awesome at the same time that we actually are getting it this year. And then we get into hockey. We talk about the Kings and the Penguins. We talk about the reverse retro jerseys. We talk about when hockey's going to be back. We talk Kings prospects. We talk Penguins prospects. We talk about the difference between how, where the Kings prospect pool is compared to where the Penguins prospect pool is. But it was such an awesome conversation with Nick and Nick. And here it is here, the tip of the iceberg, boys. Check it out. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast brought to you by the Hockey 
Podcast Network. We are being joined right now by a very special guest all the way from the West Coast of Canada. We welcome Jordy Cunningham of the Kings Den Podcast covering the Los Angeles Kings. Jordy, how's it going, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? We're We're getting along. Yeah, getting along just fine. I mean, coronavirus, as we were just talking two seconds before we hit record, uh, getting worse than ever. Yeah, it sure is. It sucks. But yet, it still is here in BC. It's still way better than the States. But like people are freaking out. People like places in Canada are starting to go full shutdown again when like the numbers aren't that bad, but they're the worst they've ever been here and they kind of want to get ahead of it. So everything's pretty much going full shutdown. Yep. A couple cities here are starting to hit that. I know Chicago's going back in and uh, it'll be an interesting Thanksgiving season here to say the least. Yeah. For you guys, I've, I talked, I was talked with troll a couple weeks ago and I convinced them about how our Thanksgiving is at such a better point in like the calendar than you guys. It's interesting because we had just discussed that last week on our episode, didn't we, Berlansky? We did, and I don't know if I, I necessarily agree with you, Jordy. I mean, yeah. Uh, in it's October, too close to Christmas here. Yeah, but you got to have something every month because those la- latter months, it gets dark early. You got to have something every month. But it's still to. like too close to Christmas. Like it's having it month. first or second week of October is perfect. Um, I mean, if that's good for you, that's good for you, man. <laughs> But yeah, the only, I like having something to yeah. look forward to every month. The only crappy thing about having Thanksgiving that early is like the last stat holiday before Christmas is Remembrance Day for me or Veterans Day for you guys. So like yesterday was a holiday up here, but that's the last stat holiday until Christmas sort of thing. But when you think about it, the holidays are more kind of spread out then because you have one for October because you wouldn't have one for October if there was no Thanksgiving sort of thing. That's fair. So then in that case, I got I'll just ask this question. I was going to hold off until later. Um, it might be different in Canada. When is a, an appropriate time to start putting up the Christmas decorations? Because I am passionate that here it waits until after Thanksgiving. Okay. So like, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. For me, it just pisses me off when people put their stuff up right after Christmas. Like have some respect for the people that fight for our country. Wait till after mm-hmm. remembrance slash veterans say the people that have their lights up or trees up like right after that i can't stand that it has to be before that or it has to be put your tree up after that after that yeah yeah because i know like, my my family just started putting the tree up today and i'm like we still have thanksgiving dinner yeah uh, to have. yeah yeah that uh, honestly if i was in the states and that was the case i'd fight for after thanksgiving as well because like it's they're two different holidays yeah like after thanksgiving that's another point like people can start putting christmas stuff up now because like remember and say has gone by but there, like, I'd want to do have it like Thanksgiving theme first and then Christmas themed, you know? Yep. It's... I feel like people have been eating away at Thanksgiving, though, for years. Now we have Black Friday here, which starts basically right after Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. So we're already cutting into Thanksgiving anyway. Do we do we even care about this holiday? If there wasn't football, I'm not sure anybody would really care about this holiday. It'd just be another excuse to have turkey. Well, I have three things on that point. Mm-hmm. One, one, two out of three games are trash this year on thursday two i'm gonna forget everything that we that you guys just said there was the football games there was oh okay are you guys i know this is way more of a states thing than here but are you guys yes and no on mac and cheese at thanksgiving dinner yes Ooh, it depends on what it is depends on what kind i guess because it's a no it's a no you can have thanksgiving every day or you can have mac and cheese every day of the year yeah, but I could always eat mac and cheese. There's, there's no way that yeah. I can just turn down mac and cheese. Just, just put it out there it's with not there a Thanksgiving and if somebody dish. wants it. It's not a Thanksgiving dish. 
it's got to be just right. It's got to be like yeah. that rustic feeling. And yes, there but... was one more thing. Oh, and I and when I talked with Troll a couple weeks ago, I also taught him that like we kind of set we celebrate Black Friday now as well with deals and stuff like that. But what I I kind of taught him like he didn't really know. I had to explain to him that Boxing Day is like our Black Friday, and that's the day after Christmas. That's December twenty sixth. We call it Boxing Day. And that's when all the deals go on. So like people go and use all their gift cards that they got on Christmas Day and use them all on Boxing Day the next day. That makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, way more yeah. sense. Because and then you can actually put to use the yeah. money you got over Christmas. And also yeah, exactly. we all know there's always those one or two things that you really actually needed mm-hmm. that you never get. So yeah, that, that exactly. also puts that to use. That's a good idea. I, yeah, I never the, really the, the one thing that. you can't really do on Boxing Day, which like of course this is so fair because it's the busiest like mall day of the year you can't return anything so like you gotta Mm -hmm. wait to do returns to like the new year basically but if you want to go buy stuff that you didn't get for christmas that's the day you go right the day after christmas boxing day and actually what's funny is that i knew about boxing day but Mm -hmm. i really like learned about it through a blink 182 song called boxing day (laughs) because one of the lyrics is uh, empty like the day after christmas which if you Mm -hmm. look at a lot of store shelves the day after christmas they are empty empty, so absolutely um Wow, yeah, so are this you guys, is going great already. <laughs> before, before we get into hockey and stuff, mm-hmm. are you guys like ready for Thanksgiving? How is it going to look this year with COVID going on? Nick, you, Nick or Berlansky off air, you just said you're moving to DC. So like, what's it going to look like this year? I mean, for me specifically, that's a really open-ended question at this point. Trying to get to the move is the big thing, which I actually haven't announced it on the podcast i was going to do it this week so perfect oh, sorry segue. thanks no you're good you're good jordy perfect segue there i mean yeah the fact that this move has kind of taken up a lot of my time it's hard to think especially moving a week and a half before thanksgiving it's oh kind God. of like do we want to go back or do we want to try to settle in here take the day to relax that'll be the first day that we both yeah. kind of have off to relax there so for me it's going to be completely different than it has been in the past and not only because of covid but Everything. Can I ask why are you moving to DC? A job. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. I wouldn't That's willingly fine. move there unless it was for a job. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It, it's true. One of like I went to university in Kamloops, which mm-hmm. is a three and a half hour drive northeast of where I live, and uh, one of my like best friends from uh, from university. He's he grew up in Calgary, went to school in Kamloops. That's where he met, and then after school he went to edmonton and mm-hmm. he was and he, he i was like why are you going there sort of thing like they got two feet of snow the other day like that sucks i was i was joking with them the other day getting them all mad at me because they got two feet of snow on saturday and i was out on the golf course <laughs> yeah, so that got him pretty mad but it was pretty funny yeah i've I unfortunately put my clubs away about a month ago but i mean as far as dc is concerned it's, it's a great city it's a lot nicer down there especially weather wise so I'm, i don't want to bash on dc just you know <laughs> the in, inhabitants the people they cheer for in the hockey yeah. world is just it's not tasteful down there yeah true <laughs> okay we'll get to hockey in a second but i gotta ask yeah. more questions now no, you, said you, put, you said you put the clubs away a month ago did mm-hmm. you golf a lot this summer i golf more this summer than i have basically ever in my life i mean and that was because of covid same yeah thing. because there was yeah. not much else to do and they opened yeah. up the courses and it's like well what else am i gonna do i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna exactly. i'm gonna play so i was playing the best i've ever played so that also made me want to go out and spend more money to to go out there so yeah it was it was a good season and it finished off with probably one of my best rounds ever so i'm content what's right the best now. you have ever played Ooh. that i played 
nine holes at it's called champion lakes which is in ligonier pa which is again about an hour outside of pittsburgh played that that was the last round of my year i think i finished i played only nine holes and I, i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly i shot up 55 okay something like that i don't i don't i don't remember my exact score but okay. it, it was a while my, ago my best round this year has been bogey golf so like the hey. course i usually play is a par 70 and i shot 88 so that was my best round this year bogey golf but other than that like i'm st- like i golfed yesterday like mm-hmm. it's been cold but we've been still getting rounds in that's like it's been like five degrees like celsius i I don't have the conversion in my head for Fahrenheit. That's like in the forties, but it's cold, but still getting it in. And I've been playing atrocious lately. And now the rain started today. The classic rain Coover rain started today and it's supposed to rain forever now. So I think it's good. I'm going to have a few weeks off of golf here because I need it because I've been dreadful lately. Just kind of recoup and reboot. Oh, I need. Yeah, absolutely. But (laughs) my buddies and I have been saying you can't complain about golfing in November. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now before I we move off the golf thing, go go ahead. I'm gonna get my golf in because I was on the golf team in high school and I haven't golfed oh, that consistently since then. Um, but this summer, I I I had had to pull up the picture on my phone of the scorecard. I shot my best nine um, at a place in Erie, which is where my girlfriend lives, where I had a 43 on a par 36 horse course. Nice. So. Oh. That's my best round. I've been getting better ever since I finished high well, school. Well, actually, I I got one more to that this year. Yep. So like the the eighty eight on a par seventy bogey golf was my best round on a full course. We have this untraditional course that's about fifteen minutes from my house. I'm about half an hour outside of uh Vancouver, and there's this untraditional course about 10, 15 minutes from my house that's like a shorter course, and it's only fifteen holes. It's a fifteen okay. hole par 55 and my buddy and i tied at 63 we both shot plus eight so that i I would count like you can say that as best round but i count like i would say full course i go by full course first and that was best round oh yeah if we're if we're going just best round overall i've played really lights out at some par three courses (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely before we move on from golf i don't know if we have any more golf topics but my big question on golf is Best feeling on a golf course. I saw online oh, that some people were saying that that perfect flop chip where it goes high in the air and lands. To me, you hit it off a par three and you go onto the green within 20 feet. Yep. That's a great feeling standing that's on that tee box. That's a, good that, one. that's a great one. Uh, chipping out of the sand on a first attempt is pretty good <laughs> as well. That's a great one because that, that's a struggle. Uh, I would say... Uh, any pretty much for me any green in regulation i'm happy with yeah. so like if you get on the green in two on a par four if you get in the green on in three on a par five like i'm happy with any green in regulation pretty much actually i would do how to say this quickly first time ever i had i've seen this in person i witnessed a hole in one yesterday the nice. group behind hey. behind us and it was sick it was like easily like top five things i've ever witnessed in my life that is sick seeing someone get a hole in one that's when you go and you take the ball out of the pin real quick and take a picture and just walk away yeah yeah it's so like <laughs> one of our buddies one of our buddies was about to tee off and the rest of us like watched this tee shot and we just watched it and all we heard is a little pink and we just like celebrated we didn't care about our buddy about to tee off we were yeah. just like holy shit sort of thing what did we just see yeah it's like you can hit it into the rough 20 other times yeah. it doesn't matter we yeah. just saw a hole in one dude. exactly on. okay I was saving this for the end, and I know this isn't out until afterwards, but I will ask it anyways because I'm interested. <laughs> Who do you have winning the Masters? 
I hope Ooh. it's my boy Ricky Fowler finally. Dude, you stole it's mine. Not, it's not oh. gonna be, but he's he's been my favorite golfer forever. Uh, you know, I've al- yeah. I've always liked Ricky as well. I think it's like ugh, it doesn't look good after today. Yeah. I don't know what he finished at today, but I want it. I want it finally to be Rory's year. It's okay. the one. It's the one master. <laughs> it's the one. Uh, championship he doesn't have like and he's, mm-hmm. he's choked it away a couple times this has to be his year yeah i mean quick story about ricky whenever he was coming up through amateurs he played in johnstown where i'm from mm-hmm. played something called the sunny hannah amateur winner of that gets a gets an invitation to the u.s open mm-hmm. and what i would do because that's always father's day weekend what i would do is follow the leaders and of course ricky being him and an amateur he was always the leader the year the two years that he came here he, we were on i think the whole 16 he one putts like a 45 foot putt goes down, Whoa. picks it up and tosses me the ball and says, Whoa. see me after the round, I'll sign it. There you go. So that Let's I go. have that ball. That is, that was one of the best memories I have on a golf course. That's it was the coolest sick. thing ever. And ever since then, you know, I, I have the Puma gear. Mm-hmm. I follow him and I, I always want well, him to win. And that's why I'm always for, for I, something like the masters. I always try to pick Ricky. I have the orange hat somewhere. Oh, I, I definitely got the orange hat. I have a cool. white one that I wore all the time. Actually, it's in my golf team photo. I'm wearing the oh, white nice. hat. <laughs> so I just need to see where did Rory end up today? I know they got did... suspended because of rain. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, how? Oh, he finished even. He was even through nine, hey. and then and then the rain came back. Okay, that's not bad. Doesn't take him out of it at least. Did you see the rain this morning there? I no. did not get the chance yeah, to. No. It got delayed. Like it started, supposed to start at eight a.m. your time, five a.m. Mm-hmm. here. It didn't. It had like a two and a half hour delay because it was like freaking pouring. Like the videos on Twitter I saw this morning were insane. It was yeah. like I've seen rain. Yeah, that was that was rain that I saw in that video. There, it was and, crazy. And this is why the Masters is played in what April, May, April. Yeah, yes, usually April. I, I, I know, I know, because it's always. It's usually my dad's birthday weekend, and it's like his favorite okay. to watch. And it's, it's like different. A, isn't it August. usually like the fourteenth to the sixteenth yeah. or something yeah, like that? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually like second weekend of April. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have any other housekeeping items before we dive <laughs> well, into hockey? I'm, boys? I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find more as we go. Oh, on, at some point like, we will. Hey, and you know what? It's off season as well. So oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I I love when conversation goes off the rails like this. And oh, like yeah. troll and I. Troll Polly and I went for like 75 minutes a couple weeks ago. So I w- I wasn't expecting anything different here. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Trust so me, especially if we go with those guys and it, the same thing happens. Well, Anybody you guys on this network. Ar- you guys are just Crosby versus Ovechkin arguments all the time. <laughs> yeah, we do have a Patreon special. So if you mean you want to go to Patreon I and check that, that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I exactly. do have to shout out Horwat for having the Kopitar shirt jersey set up for this. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's I'm insane. A, I'm a- part kings fan as well so like yeah well like i i will say i have a full like disclaimer i've said it more than once on the king's den is that i am a i'm a canucks fan talking about the kings and like i will Mm -hmm. fully admit that just so the just so the fans know that like yeah i'm a canucks fan i'm in vancouver but i talk about the kings and like i've started to like the kings more as i've talked about them over the last year and a half now almost almost a year and a half now, obviously. Yeah. And I have more respect for them as well. After like, I had te- didn't have much respect being a Canucks fan growing up, especially in 2012. Uh-huh. But like, I have more respect for them now. Yeah. And they used to be a really good team. In fact, like that's and one of my people, first questions is like, how do they turn that around? Like, well, people don't realize <laughs> that people are starting to realize you kind of saw it, saw it in draft talk a little bit. This, this team's going to be really good really soon. 
Okay. They're they're one of the top. I say number one, but I haven't really looked at it as well. They are one of the top uh, draft pools in hockey. Like mm-hmm. it is insane. Their draft yeah. prospect pool. You have like you have Bornfoot. They just uh, had they just drafted Byfield second overall. You have Bornfoot. You have you just got Madden in the Tafoli deal. You have uh, Turcotte, who had ten points in like seven games to end the year last year and you have like so many more the pool the prospect pool for the kings is unbelievable yeah actually yeah just keep going into guys like who are some of the top guys that we can expect to see breaking into the nhl soon let me bring the list up again here because i have it but tobias bornfoot watch out for him he's the kings drafted him so the kings had three first rounders last year and they took him with the second or third i forgot which one they took him with off the top of my head but they took him it was the first it was Toronto's first rounder. It was from the okay. Muz, the Jake Muzzin deal, and he cracked the team as eighteen year old kid last year. He played three games and then decided like, hey, like you need to go to the o, to the uh-huh. AHL and get some experience. But I like Tobias Bornfoot a lot. He struggled in the AHL a bit. Oh no, he struggled at the World Juniors. He had a decent AHL year. He struggled in the World Juniors. Things that someone else that something else that people don't realize: the Kings had nine prospects at the World Juniors last year. That was the most of any team, or I think tied with one other team. I don't remember off the top of my head, but like the prospect pool is here for yeah, the Kings yeah. and it's coming quickly. And now you have Byfield. You did you guys do you remember the World Juniors last year? Yeah, the, uh, Akil Thomas, who scored the winner for mm-hmm. Team Canada, K- Kings prospect. Nice, like there's uh, oh, there's another one as well that I forgot. Uh, Thomas, Thomas Fajimo. He is sick as well. Him and Canucks prospect Niels Hoglander just dominated at the World Juniors last year. He's going to be an absolute player as well. I mean, you mentioned World Juniors. It's hilarious because, what was it, just last week we were we were t- on the, our show talking about, oh, Sam Poulan might be on the Canadian World <laughs> Junior team and, and Callie <laughs> Klang might be on the – we might have two players playing in World Juniors. That's something the Penguins ha- have not really had an abundance of, of players playing yeah. in that tournament. So it'll be <clears throat> fun this year. But Absolutely. one of the names you mentioned there was, of course, Quentin Byfield. Second mm-hmm. overall pick this year, 18 years old. Kid's a stud. Oh, yeah. But do you think the Kings are going to give him a shot this year at the opening day lineup? And, and if you think that he will, where would you put him? See, now these are questions that are like so tough to answer. And not because of the team, because of the world that we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen sort of thing. But the thing that I said about Byfield right away is, sorry. It's pretty good when you're getting drafted to a team that has your comparison. Like everyone compared compares Byfield to Kopitar. And now he gets to play with Anse Kopitar. That's pretty cool if you ask me. And I think where it's gonna fit in right away, I'm not hundred percent sure. Like I don't he's a guy that like I don't really want to see on the third or fourth line. I want him want to see get a shot right away. But again, you have Kopitar Carter and Carter still. And like I think one of Carter or Brown is going to be traded or bought out pretty soon here. I hope so, anyways. But again, you just never know what's going to happen. And just I a couple prospects I want to add quickly because I forgot. Uh Kulikov, who struggled with Team USA at the World Juniors last year, he's going to be good. Uh, I said Fajimo. Gabe Velarde, he was sick at the end of the season last year. And uh, Rasmus Kupari, who was good for Finland, I believe, last year at the World Juniors. So those are all prospects that I forgot, but don't forget about them either. 
And you can't also discount that you guys got Leas Anderson off of the New York Rangers. That's True. another name. Yeah. That, <laughs> so you guys really are just embarrassment of riches. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm excited about that one as well. Cause it's another guy that like, Hey, maybe just a change of scenery is what's going to do it for him. And Hey, it could, like you never know. And I honestly, like we kind of had one, the Kings kind of had one player like that last year. And of course it's way different because Anderson was like a first round pick and he's still only 22. So there's lots more time, but the Kings had a 26 year old rookie last year that they like tried during the year. He was off and on. And they just decided like, Hey, like you're not going to be an NHL player sort of thing after his one. So he had his one NHL season. Now he's back playing in the KHL. And like, I really was rooting for him. I was like 26 year old rookie. Like, come on, let's see if we can Mm -hmm. see something. And he had flashes, but it just, it wasn't for him. Yeah. So, I mean, how, like, what's the timetable and when these guys will start cracking the NHL and are they going to, is the team as a whole going to be a contender at that point or is they still have time to, or is it going to be a year after is they still have to well, gel together in the NHL? So I think it's still going to take time. There's still going to be like a couple years of transitional period, obviously. But I think when you see some of the names and the scoring that can come from these guys, it's going to be, it's going to be quicker than you think. Like you can see the scoring between Turcotte, Kulikev, Fajmo, Velarde, Kupari. I, it was, no, sorry. I said Turcotte earlier that lit it up at the end of the season. That, I meant to say Velarde. Velarde was the one that had 10 points in seven games to like end the season last year. Turcotte was still uh, at school, but it was Velarde. He was unbelievable. And people were worried about injury issues that he's had before. You didn't have to worry about that anymore. And you say, and those were all forwards, basically, I was saying. Like you have uh, Tobias Bornfoot, which I mentioned earlier. You also have Mikey Anderson, who had only had one assist in six games last year but he is he's going to be a player as well his brother plays for the devils i forget his brother's name but his brother plays joey 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 anderson mm-hmm. pretty sure that's correct uh so he's he going to play a player toronto i think for yes he did oh, sorry yeah. yes yeah yeah but uh yeah he's going to be a player on the d end as well and like Doughty loves these defensemen coming in. Like he had all the praise for Bornfoot last year, like cracking camp as 18 year old. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens like in these next couple of years. And like, honestly, like you see like the transitional period where like guys are on, are in their ELCs. And like, you guys are going through, have gone through it for the past like 10 years, with getting chips, getting championships, but also dealing with like, the young guys and their ELCs when they want to get paid and stuff like that. Like you just trade traded Matt Murray, which I'll talk about in a second. But like right now in Vancouver, I see it like they're getting there because like Pedersen and Hughes are going to be due for their money soon. And do you see it? I'm worried about it happening in LA because Kopitar and Doughty are still like a shit ton of money for a shit ton of years. <laughs> and you're going to get to the point where you're still going to have to pay them that shit ton of money and sign these young guys after they've been, after they've produced. So that I'm a little scared of, but we will see again what happens. Yeah, you've mentioned a lot of names now. Besides sorry, yeah, I, I, I like to rant. I'm sorry. You're no, you're good. I love it. I love. We're getting the full scope of the LA Kings prospect pool here, and that's what somebody who who wants to learn about the NHL is going to love. But mm-hmm. to to narrow this down to one guy that you're most excited for, I know that's probably a hard and, cool. and loaded question. Yeah. But who is the one guy you're very excited? to watch come up from that prospect. That is a great question. But right now it's Byfield just because it's Byfield. And I, and I know that's kind of the sexy name to say right now, because he's mm-hmm. the newest guy, but right now it's Quentin Byfield. Cause especially like that's what happens when you're a second overall pick as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think Velarde was a, was, or I said second round, second overall. Cause yeah. I think Velarde was fifth overall or 
They've had a couple fifth overalls, but when you're a second overall, you're just another step ahead there. So we will definitely see like what he's going to bring, but like, it's exciting. And you can see, like you say, like everyone says like hockey is like last in LA sort of thing. Cause you have all the stars there. You have the Lakers, the Clippers, the Dodgers, the angels, you have everything there, the Rams, but like, I don't know if you saw it. I was all over it. Like Byfield got drafted second overall to LA. There's Magic Johnson. There's Snoop Dogg. There's a celebrity tweeting at him like, "Hey, welcome to LA. We can't wait to meet you." Sort of thing. So like that's so exciting for a young kid like that as well. Yeah, and and the great thing is about LA is I feel like they're a very underrated sports town as a whole. As you mentioned there, you have you have Magic Johnson. You you have everybody that really cares about the entirety of the sports and they care about the Kings. They care about the Clippers. They care about the Lakers. Mm -hmm. They care about the ducks too. It's all encompassing down in South uh, Southern California, which is something that they don't get credit for. Mm -hmm. And like I said, and they just brought home two championships this year. Exactly. Like Mm -hmm. the Lakers and the Dodgers, by the way, finally, I've, I wanted the Dodgers (laughs) to win so badly. They need like, uh, uh, I'm a baseball guy. I'm Mm -hmm. a baseball guy. I, I baseball is like, I've said this before baseball before hockey like i'm a baseball guy and i was so excited to finally see the dodgers win it because they deserved it so much after losing in the world series twice and in the nlcs twice over the last four years yeah we try and be baseball people but we're from pittsburgh so yeah that is so tough (laughs) that's it it makes definition of can't win them all that right there yeah i could figure you were a baseball guy by the boba shit is that boba shit behind you the jersey yeah i figured between that but i was also trying to not look at your background because i see (laughs) the tom brady's really ugly guy back there there. hold on i got Oh, it, it fell, but I was going to flip to the Bellinger jersey as well. That's I was about, to, I was about okay. to say, you, you got you got a wood chair back there. That's about all I just saw. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a Cody Bellinger jersey that's behind it as well. Oh, okay, sick. Oh, whatever, yeah. There you go. Yeah, 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 I'll fix it later. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Why, what's wrong with Brady? I know I was going to ask you about football later. I'll ask uh, you about football later. Let's, oh, yeah, let's we'll get into football a little bit later. But Because, uh, like, you guys, are, you guys have a reason to be excited about football right now. But we we'll do. get to that. We'll okay. get to that in a minute. Because I'll ask we'll about the that. Penguins. Like, yeah. Is this is this gonna be? I know you still have Crosby and Malkin. Obviously, you're gonna be the Penguins when you have Crosby and Malkin. But is this sort of the big? And I know you guys have kind of been through this before as well. Mm-hmm. But is this sort of the beginning of the end? Like it really you, you, does depend on how you look at it. Because you had it, the shock you you had the shocking loss to Mon- loss to Montreal, and I know and I know like Rutherford he does some things that are brilliant and some some things that are like what the fuck. And I want to start off by saying, because this is just like, it was the biggest dumpster fire in my mind. And I can't believe he got rid of them. But to get rid of both Erica Branson and Jack Johnson is like the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, to bring him in was crazier, was it not? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Okay. But go ahead. I mean, it really depends on how you look at it. I know we're trying to get younger and faster to keep that window open as long as possible. The way I see it, at least, is for as long as Crosby and Malkin are on this team, there's always that chance. And I've we've said that multiple times over. It's a matter of how good we can make our prospect pool going forward. Like you, like we just had a long discussion about the Kings prospect pool, and it is one of the tops in the league. The Penguins might be 29th to 30th in the league right now. It's not good at all. But the handful of guys that we have down there are something to look forward to and are at least something to build a core around post, you know, Crosby and Malkin days, which is still a few years down the road, but those are the guys we have to look for in the future. 
And the big sentiment around Pittsburgh right now is two more years. That's what everybody's starting to say, whether it's sports media, whether it's the people on Twitter, whether it's seriously people inside the organization, they all have this feeling of, listen, two more years and Latang's contract is up. Two more years no. and Malkin's contract is up. And then they're, Malkin's going to be 36. Crosby will be 35. When all this happens, and then you also have other players coming up too, you're towards the end of Jake Gensel's contract extension, which right now looks really good. But mm-hmm. once you get to that point, you do need to kind of restructure. And it comes to the point of, okay, do we want Malkin to retire as a Pittsburgh Penguin? Do we want Latang to retire as a Pittsburgh Penguin? And if that's the case, you're going to give up a lot of restructuring and rebuilding in that, in that instance. And if that's the case, then you're also not going to be the best team because you can't surround them with the players that'll be built to kind of rebuild the next generation. And right now, like I said, the, the sentiment is you have two more years with this core. And after that, it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, for sure. And it, it is honestly, and I like, I was looking at it and this was like classic when you're a good team, obviously, but after this season, that's coming up whenever it is, you have no first rounder, no third rounder, no fourth rounder and no sixth rounder, but, Oh, but you have three seventh rounders. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe one of those maybe. is conditional and i also i gotta ask you about this because i was i was looking up like the i was looking up stuff on the penguins to ask you guys about and stuff like that and i was i'm like i'm ask, gonna ask you about their offseason moves but one of them involves this and i just couldn't believe this you know who has the longest contract on the pittsburgh penguins right now that was insane to me that was yeah. unfathomable to me that yeah. that was. Yeah, and what it's weird because, I mean, I am somebody who called for Patrick Hornfist being traded prior to last season. I said, we should trade him. We need to make sure that we trade Patrick Hornfist because at this point, his value is nowhere near what he's actually putting out on the ice. It's actually higher last year. And then he had a pretty decent season, so you got two NHL players for him. But one of them was... Mike Matheson, who has this really long, the, the number is not awful, but uh, it's really long. It, it's, it's not great. Five. It's just under five. But at the same time, when you're coming off of having the Jack Johnson contract, somebody who does absolutely <laughs> nothing yet gets $3 million, just under five for a defenseman that can actually move the puck and actually skate. It, it seems like a luxury to us right now. So the thing with that trade was, I didn't understand why Colton Sevier, but I guess it it, it helps to have depth. But mm-hmm. Patrick Hornfist getting moved out, it sucks because of how much he meant to the city. But he didn't have much left in the tank, and he wasn't going to be a first top six guy. And he really can't produce in the bottom six without the Crosbys or the Malkins. So it was time for him to go. And as far as Matheson's concerned, he's a third pairing defenseman. So that contract's going to suck, but... It doesn't suck right now. Yeah. And I will say, because like, as I just said earlier, like I'm in Vancouver, I follow the Canucks. That's going to bring some more heat to Vancouver against Pittsburgh because the Canucks hate Mike Matheson because oh, he, yeah. he, oh, he yeah. headshotted uh, Pedersen in, in Pedersen's first year. And the Canucks just have like a death warrant for Mike Matheson since the, the Canucks fans. So, hey, I'm sure they're not happy about that pre Thanksgiving blown lead in pittsburgh either when it was like an eight six game oh god don't get me started hey but (laughs) but thanks for tanner pearson 
Yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> like, yeah, I want what that trade was unbelievable. The Canucks fans, I I don't think they've ever been happier. I don't think I've ever been sadder, man. I love <laughs> I love Tanner Pearson as a Kings fan too. Like it's part of yeah. Kings fan. Like, yeah, as a Kings fan, that that seventies line. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, I loved all that. I mean, and, and the fact that we had two thirds of it in Vancouver this year is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh man, Tanner Pearson was awesome, even for like the week he was here. And yeah, and then he struggled mightily that season, and now like he there was a stretch there like last year where. I think he had like 26 points in 25 games. Like he, he was on one last year. Would have been a nice guy to have in the Penn's bottom six. Let me tell you that much. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, and he put that up with having Louis Erickson as his right winger. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's some superhuman shit right there. Absolutely. <laughs> but also that line was the king of empty netters, Pearson, Erickson and Horvat. <laughs> anyway, somebody's got to score them. Anyways, back to the penguins. I also want to ask what, what, you guys thought about trading for Casper Kapanen and bringing him in? Or what? I'll let you go off on that. I've had time. <laughs> I didn't like that reaction. There. I've had time to really sulk on it. At first, I hated it. I hated it for weeks after it. Yeah. Um, now going back to it, I kind of have to accept it because it's happened. It's in the past, and we got Rodriguez back. <laughs> hey, 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 you brought you brought Connor Sherry back, and now you let him go. So. That's Thank fine. God. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Listen, that experiment sucked. But... You guys love bringing players back after letting them go. Hey, on the bright side, at least we bring them back before they're aged and getting ready for the old folks home, unlike the Chicago Black Hole. True. True. So you brought in Rodriguez mm-hmm. and you brought in Jankowski and Cece. What do you guys think of Jankowski and Cece coming in? Jankowski is going to be fun, I think. I think the Penguins and, have a lot. We love our tall depth centers yes you do he is one of them for sure yeah he fits the mold and he i'm excited to watch him this upcoming season too because he is probably the newest face that penguins fans are going to be hearing of like we've heard of cody cc all last year yeah we've seen matheson fairly often in florida it's all eastern bias yeah for sure and now we get this guy from calgary we don't know anything about him i had to look the name up i (laughs) So, seeing that no, he's a it, tall depth it, center, it's something to look forward interesting to. For you guys, yeah. for sure. I think he's going to fit in. As long as he doesn't get hurt, you know, like some tall yeah. depth centers, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then I wanted to ask you, I touched on this earlier, I wanted to ask you about the Matt Murray trade. Mm-hmm. And now you have the pride of Surrey, BC, as a, as your number one goaltender after 62 games. <laughs> so I want to know, like, what you thought of the Matt Murray trade and your trust in Tristan Jari. The trade as a whole, at the point that Rutherford pulled the trigger on that trade, it was the best he was going to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got a second rounder in this year's draft, which is notably better than what next year's draft is projected to be. So you get a second rounder in this year's draft that turns into another goaltender in that one was Blongfist, Joel Blongfist. And yeah, then you I'll- also get a guy like Jonathan Gruden, who's 20 years ten, old. And a top 10 prospect in this system. Yeah, now one, now immediately in your top 10 prospect system. Playing for the London Knights, he was over a point a game last year. And yeah, it, it, it sucks to lose a guy that's a back-to-back Stanley Cup champion and not get a first-rounder, but that's the tail of the tape of this offseason. You weren't going to get a first-rounder because yeah. of how many good goaltenders were on the free agent market. So why pay premium for something when you could get it at the regular price mm-hmm. and probably some of it better at the regular price? I mean, you look at 
what the Canucks did, and they got Braden Holtby for much cheaper than what they the Senators got Matt Murray for. So that was the price they were going to get for Matt Murray. I think it was it was time for him to leave. The writing was on the wall from the second the Penguins got eliminated from the play-in round. And as far as Jari is concerned, I am pretty confident in him. I know that there's no real NHL playoff experience other than that one game in the play-ins, but the the dude showed out in the Memorial Cup in his his last year down there. And if you can do that, that's a pretty good indicator of how you are under pressure. Yeah, he should, he should be good, man. Yeah, the, pri- the pride of Surrey. I had to get that okay. in. Yep. Pride of Surrey, British Columbia. And then yeah. you brought you brought up Bloomquist, your second rounder from this year. What do you think of him? Like another another goaltender, and like peng- the Penguins are good at developing goaltenders. So, what do you think about that? It's gonna be weird because goaltending is such a hard position to yes. predict and even like guess what's gonna happen. And not only just drafting him, but then drafting Callie Klang in the next round, another goaltender makes it a little bit more confusing. But overall, I think we had to rebuild our goaltending depth chart basically because we're sitting on Jari and Smith as our one two, which should be a decent one two so long Jari continues his stellar play. And then you get to the AHL and it's kind of a crapshoot. I know he signed someone. But there's a meal army down there who is also a top ten prospect, which should be that's an better. Elite game. It is. It is he's that's got an elite Twitter. Game. Oh yeah. yeah. Elite Twitter account too. <laughs> okay. Um, once Lethal. he once he gets used to the American or the North American game, he should come along and be a little bit better. And then we're, you're sitting on Alex Dorio, who has been coasting in the ECHL for a couple seasons now. Oh yeah. So yeah, so Bloomquist might be the answer here pretty quick. <laughs> Maybe not oh, the answer, answer, but yeah, Jari's he'll be answer. a name. He'll be a name to look for soon enough, at for least. Sure. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty confident in Casey DeSmith as a backup too. I mean, he was really yeah. good two uh, years ago. So I like him a lot. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. too worried about him. And then the the name you mentioned, Horwat, the one that they signed was actually a former Vegas Golden Knights goaltender, Maxime Lagasse. That's right. He so was getting getting him in here and into the that's system. That's 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 that made it to the NHL because they had so many. Yep. Yeah. He was yeah. one of the eight goalies they had to play. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh I oh I also just will say quickly, Cal Peterson is like the goaltender of the future for the that Kings is, as well. That's one thing that I wanted to ask you. I mean, how much longer does John Quick's leash oh, go? Here's my theory. I because I, I was just gonna ask you guys about this. Mm-hmm. And now uh, now that you asked me, I'll bring it up. Okay. I think that Seattle is gonna go with the veteran goaltender duo like of quick and holtby yeah because i like it yeah the cucks signed holtby and they said we're gonna sign you to this deal but you're gonna be available to seattle and holtby was like yeah whatever i don't care like the cucks literally said that to him and then i think that quick would just fit that as well so i think those i think the seattle is gonna go with veterans for the goaltending and like to start that that duo would win. That that duo would go eighty-one and one in like twenty fourteen. Absolutely, <laughs> that's absolutely a win. And now they'll both go like twenty and twenty in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. But yeah. like it's still gonna be like I think Seattle's gonna gonna go with that. See, luckily we haven't gotten into our expansion draft rabbit hole yet. It's coming at some point here mm-hmm. in the off season where we're gonna dive down that rabbit hole, but. What I learned from Vegas is you can expect what you want, 
they're going to do something completely different because there were a lot of players that I was like, oh, Vegas is going to take Jakob Silverberg. Why wouldn't they? He's like a 25, 30 goal scorer. And they were like, nah, we're going to take Shea Theodore. And everybody's like, well, that's a decent pick. And now Shea Theodore is going to be knocking on Norris caliber here. And it's just like, I don't even know what to expect for sure because of who is there. The only thing that was set in stone is in the Vegas draft, at least was Marc-Andre Fleur is going to be a Vegas Golden Knight. That was the only thing that was known. Yeah. So like, I think it's going to be quick or it's going to be Carter to go to Seattle because Carter has a no movement clause. I think it's going to be a veteran from LA that's going to go to Seattle or doesn't have a no movement clause. Sorry, but Brown Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. So I think Carter will get traded this season or will be the one that's let go to Seattle. Didn't he finish last season on the IR? Yes, he did. Shoulder. Uh, it was shoulder or core, or he hit, or if he was rehabbing one and hit hurt the other one during this offseason. I don't quite remember, but it was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be hard to come back from. No also, matter. another uh, underrated move for the Kings in my mind, and it's related to you guys as well, is they acquired Ole Mata this offseason. We'll see. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah the decor because like it was it wasn't good last year i'll tell you that and i think it's gonna help it he's definitely a step up in that decor for sure <laughs> yes in, in right the king's that. defense yes he's definitely a step in the right direction yes yeah, year, it was dowdy and martinez for about 20 games because he was hurt and then traded yep. and that's about it and that's what i was surprised i was looking at numbers especially for for kopitar and dowdy because you look at the kings and those are the two contracts that you're like Jeez, guys, like holy crap. I cringe at despite how good he is. I cringe at that every time. Yeah, but still, I mean, Dowdy had over 30 points in a plus 50 Corsi on that team. So that's still, yeah, it might not be $11 million worth, but that's still good production. Yeah, absolutely. And I I actually, going back to prospects for a second, I just want to shout out two guys that this last season had their first full season in the NHL. And I think they're going to be players for the Kings going forward. And that's Sean Walker on the defensive end. It was his first year mm-hmm. last year in the NHL. He was right out of college. He was immediately became like the Kings second defenseman after Martinez left. I think it was 20 or 25 points during the season, but he was like, he instantly became like later in the year, like second in ice time every night behind Doughty. Like he's a left-handed shot that he's potted five goals last year on a 15 or 20 assists, whatever it was. He has something to look out for as well. And also, there's Adrian Kempe, who I like. But Blake Lazat, I like, he's like a, a small, gritty, third-line center who was awesome last year. He was like one of the tops in face-offs. And like, you, you're you learning from great guys in the face-off circle with, when you play with Carter and Kopitar. And Blake Lazat as a guy to look out for as well as like, I love him as a gritty third line center. And like, of course he wants to move up, but I think he has the third line center rule. Basically like that's his for the taking right now, third, fourth line center role. And also he wasn't that good last year, but Austin Wagner can fly. Like, so watch out for him speed wise as well. Whenever the Kings and Penguins play each other, <laughs> if they even do this season it's usually around christmas time yeah, yeah but who, there might not be travel this year yeah, exactly like i'm yeah. so excited for all canadian division <laughs> but we'll see what happens yeah i mean the big thing that it sounds like when talking to you and it makes me excited because one thing that i could never stand about the la kings is that big rough and tumble slow we're gonna grind you down and then we're gonna pot three goals really quickly and then we're gonna sit on it kind of play yeah. from what you're talking about with all of these 
prospects on all these guys that played last year. It kind of seems like it's almost a culture shift in LA to that more high speed, high powered team. They are going to get a little more flashy. That's mm-hmm. that's for sure. But I think at the same time, when you're playing with like doubt, like Kopitar is more of like the the fancy one. But I think mm-hmm. when you're still going to learn from guys like Doughty, you're all going to get like the nitty gritty to you as well. And that's what Lazat kind of has. And mm-hmm. like, so, and like Tyler Madden's going to bring that as well. Tyler Madden is a guy they got in the Toffoli deal. He's going to be able to score. He's going to be able to grind. The injuries are what concerns me about Tyler Madden. But again, he's he's one of the guys that's going to be able to bang bodies and score at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the future is pretty bright in LA. It, and it it's going to be. I fun. know that's a very weird, not weird, that's cliche <laughs> that, oh, the future's bright. And it's easy to say about the team that has statistically ranked like the second best prospect pool in the yeah. NHL. But from the way that you're speaking about it and from all intents and purposes of what we've heard, that's what it is. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. That's for sure. It's going to be, there's still going to be a lot of learning going on, especially mm-hmm. when, with, especially with there's, it's just, you're, you're in that, you're in that bubble right now where it's like, you're on the up and up a little bit, but like, you're still learning and they're still going to be in that for a couple of years. Like you can argue that teams like the Canucks are still in that, like Colorado is still in that, but like the Kings, they're, t- they're going to get there and it's going to be quicker than people think. It'll be interesting to see it. It should be a, quick transition especially because they're one of the top prospect pools in the league and yeah. i think i was whenever i was looking for stuff for the uh for this little conversation we're having yeah. too i saw that the athletic had like nine kings prospects in their top whatever it was prospect so it's probably it was over 100 i think it was maybe 200 but yeah. still it's you know it they're they're gonna be fun and again they're gonna have a ton of prospects in the world juniors again this year yeah which again, something the Penguins can't really say. I don't. When's the last time we had a player in the World Juniors that that actually made it to the NHL? Not just because I'm pretty sure Gustafson was in it, but we never used him. Yeah, Oli Mata played in the World Juniors. Okay, that might be it. Actually, there you go. Yeah, like uh, Kale Thomas is a guy that like wasn't sure. really talked about as a Kings prospect, and then he scored the game-winning goal in the gold medal game. And it's like, oh my god, Akil yeah. Thomas. Yeah, it's amazing what a golden goal will do oh, for your resume. <laughs> now. Okay, so we talked about expansion a little bit. You guys didn't really have a have a player in mind for that yeah, yet. Yeah. So now, uh, there's one more thing I want to ask that's like kind of getting more fun and more topical. What are you guys expecting for the reverse retro jersey? That was my question. Yeah, there we go. Oh, perfect. Perfect segue. Number one, but we'll get. But I asked you first. So yeah, okay. Um, I mean, ours leaked a long yeah. time ago, so okay. we've kind of been just like seeing. It's like seeing the video and seeing. No, we haven't had the hint yet, but yeah. I'm assuming whenever the hint gets dropped again, yeah, yeah, it's just gonna like be more confirmation. Yeah, yeah. Ours yeah. is gonna be. I don't, I'm guessing you've seen the the Snoop Dogg gin and juice video. Yeah, it's gonna be that, but white. Okay, okay. So it's gonna be Pittsburgh. I, yeah, and I'll say it nice. the correct way this time. Diagonal. I said horizontal when we talked about it last night. <laughs> <in the entire, laughs> diagonal. I'll get it right this time. The Pittsburgh <laughs> saying. Funny diagonal down the chest and of course the pen's third logos on the on the shoulder so i'm excited for it i'm more excited to see i mean it's kind of crazy they're revealing 31 unique jerseys on one day i know that's insane but like this is where like i i love that we're getting like every team is doing this because like everyone like i'm a jersey guy like i like jerseys Mm -hmm. and i love how like 
the NBA does it the best, jersey-wise. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. You have home, you have away, you have alternate. Every team has their city jersey now, which, by the way, did you see the Suns ones that they released today? Those yeah. are pretty dope. Those are it's pretty dope. Like, it's purple, too. It's going to look yeah. a lot like the yeah, Coyote so like, one. The, the, the Suns new ones, the Suns city jersey for this year coming up, is very much like the Nuggets kind of like pixelated mm. one, mm-hmm. but, but in their colors, and it says the Valley. It's pretty dope. And But like you also... The great thing about the NBA, I think, and jersey wise as well, is you get a jersey if you make the playoffs. Like, that's sick. Nice. To see things we don't know. We don't have a basketball team. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. So, like, in the NBA, we don't have a baseball team either, and we can talk about it. That's fair. In in the NBA, if you make the playoffs, like, you get get to have another jersey sort of thing. That's so. I didn't know that. That's so awesome. For example, like I follow I follow the Raptors the most just because they're Canada's team. Mm-hmm. Uh so they had the when they first started the the like black and gold, like the Drake alternates, hmm. they had them, they had the ones that said north kind of like that, right? In yeah. black and gold. And then they made the playoffs and, and then their, they came out in red their award or... was having it in red, like okay. that jersey in red, sort of thing. So and like, that's kind you of how playoff, you get a jersey sort of thing. And that's kind of how the Lakers used their Mamba jerseys, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, like, I think, like, and, like, everyone's different as well. Because, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, Milwaukee's uh, jerseys that say Cream City, Cream City on them, I mm-hmm. think that was a city jersey, but I don't know. I don't remember sort of thing. Yeah. yeah so, so, I mean, at least the NBA has that going for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like they have the best jerseys. But, anyways, I will get to the King. Like, the Kings one is going to be awesome should be yeah. for sure yeah I, the, I, going I, back to it, the purple and yellow no but like it, it it leaked and like it's gonna be awesome because it's gonna be the purple and yellow but mm. with i think we believe it's gonna be with the gretzky era logo i like that logo the Ooh. most i think it's gonna be yeah, sexy gonna this be nice yeah it's gonna be sick there was a photo that, that i've tweeted from the king's end before of when it leaked and i think it's gonna be awesome this i'm gonna thing. need to get myself a byfield one of those yeah <laughs> so i think that's gonna be sick and honestly like I love Vegas's. It is so much better than that than that gold piece of trash that they released. I didn't like, see the leak of Vegas. I saw the little tease, and if it's anything like the the red leak that came out, then yeah. I don't. No, the red jersey. That's what it the is. Red, the red jersey. Nice. Oh no! It's so much better than that. Night. Wait, Horvath, did you just say nice? Yes, it's gonna be so nice. Oh, why, am I the only I, one that thinks that's gonna be ugly? Might be. Yes, it, might be. it, is, <laughs> it is. so much better than the gold one. Like it I'm, is, I'll give you that. Above. The Henderson Silver Knights jerseys are the best Vegas jersey to come out this year. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty sleek as well. Yeah, and also like, out of all the jerseys and all the colors they've had, the Canucks maybe just just choosing the worst thing that they could have done. <laughs> have you heard? What, have you heard or no? I've seen the yeah. They're gonna their reverse retro jersey is gonna be like the early 2000s Canuck place jersey the gradient ones gonna have the gradient it's gonna be oh awesome. my god it's gonna listen, be the blue fade to green and it's gonna be what is this listen horwat is solely on the pens gradient bring, bring back and it's not gonna happen for him but no but I, the vancouver one like I, i've argued i have argued in vancouver for a modern color flying v forever but at the same time like everyone including me was so excited 
that the that they got to wear the black skate jerseys mm-hmm. last year that like they want to make it an alternate or a fourth jersey and have them wear it like seven times a game instead of uh, seven times a year instead of four or whatever it is so yeah. we hope that they can wear that more but again we'll see what happens but the canucks jersey isn't going to be great but the king's jersey fire <laughs> no the canucks did it right this past season on their 50th 40th anniversary, yes, 50th. 50th, 50th anniversary and having every jersey well for like at least only- a day the skate jersey was the only one that they wore in games, but yeah. they had every jersey for a warm up. Yeah, and, and you can so at least wore, sell those. Like, yeah, like on on seventies, eighties night, or like yeah. they had seventies night, they wore the the old stick and rink ones. They had eighties night, they wore the yellow ones for warm up. Then they, but they wore the skate jerseys because everyone loves those ones. They're by far the mm-hmm. best ones, like actually in game. But then they wore those ones for warm up for nineties night, and then they wore like the white two thousands jerseys for a warm up one day and everyone was like they should wear these and it's like those are very average they reminded yeah. me of donald Brashear. <laughs> oh, yeah it's gonna be weird because now every team is gonna have about four jerseys yeah to choose it from it's, which is awesome well like you see the yeah. nba you get to choose between like six it's just yeah. additional marketing like i'm not it sure is. it's just that's all it is money. yeah yeah what the nhl well, severely needs this year so they're gonna need it this year and i i got thinking about this and I wanted to ask you guys your opinion on this. I was thinking about this before we started today. And like, there's been like mock-ups of this kind of, and I think it's, they kind of go with the reverse retros, but in baseball, they didn't have it this year, but in a full season, the last couple of years, they've had the players weekend mm-hmm. where every team has their fancy Jersey and they get to have their nicknames on the back. Yeah. Imagine something like that in hockey. That'd be awesome. Especially with the, Especially nicknames. With the nicknames. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, like just imagine that it'd, it'd be so good. Like the players weekend is so good for baseball. And I just wish every other sport would incorporate it. Like football is tough. Yeah. You know, we can't, don't have enough games, but like basketball, you almost have enough jerseys, but hockey, it'd be perfect for hockey. Yeah. yeah if, especially if you do it, just do a full week of it. And it, you could do it this season easier than ever because you're having, if you decide to have those kind of pseudo bubbles with like yeah. 10 to 12 days yeah. and you're in there just put those jerseys in like one of these cycles and one of the rotations see how it how it does absolutely the, they're gonna sell no matter oh, what yeah absolutely uh i will ask what when do you think we'll get hockey back Ooh. and what will it look like they're that's shooting a, for january still yeah that's I know. a loaded question i don't think january yeah. is realistic still I don't. I don't think it's realistic. I think it's probably somewhere early February. They might be able to push like third week of January, but I, I realistically think it's going to be February, especially yeah, the way that I COVID agree. is spiking. Oh yeah, I, I agree as well. Sorry, but look at the NBA. They just went. Nope, we're going to start December twenty second because they still want their Christmas Day because that's their day. Oh yeah, yeah. Just about it, but honestly, like, good for them. They got it done. They're starting December twenty second. Good for them. I feel like it's also a little bit easier with, with the NBA because you have less people overall, yeah. right? And the, the shortest offseason ever in sports. They're having a 74-day offseason. Which, I mean... When, when you are, like, LeBron's the one complaining about it. it dude, you won a championship and you're still going <laughs> 74 days between you're, games. Yeah, you're training. LeBron James. You have four yes, championships, exactly. a school, and That's like a so continent about, to yourself. Think about the teams that didn't get to go to the bubble. Yeah. yeah. They haven't played forever. I'm sure the Kings want to play in hockey. It's, it's, 
Yeah. And then the last week, I'm sure that they were happy that they didn't have to play again. But now, now they're itching. Play. Yeah, they're itching. Yeah. So do you support them getting the start training camp a couple weeks earlier than the teams that were in the bubble? Yes, I do. I think that's the best, the most fair way to put it. Absolutely, yeah. it is. The se- those seven teams should des- deserve to get to start a, a little earlier. It's weird because there's been, I've only seen one team that started voluntary workouts already, and that was the Capitals. And I was like, Vol- really? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's here. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's November. Do you guys yeah. know when this is starting? Is that what yeah. we're seeing? And then nothing yeah. else came out that week. And I was like, so they're, they're just trying to flex on everybody. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen too much of that with the Kings, like working out. Like, I don't even know if all the players are in LA. Yeah. Sort of thing. And like, I, like I should really know, but I don't know. <laughs> and I know that like some guys here in Vancouver are still training at Rogers arena, but like just on their own sort of thing. Like, I like, like, Pedersen goes and trains at Rogers Arena like a few times a week, but uh, and he he didn't go to back to Sweden. He stayed here. But again, like who knows, sort of thing. Again, everything's so up in the air in this yeah, world yeah. that we're living in. It's insane. Yep. Yeah, like for the Penguins, all I've basically seen on social media is Jake Gensel's playing golf, Brian Dumlin's on a winery somewhere, and Tanev is in like Nantucket or something. Hey, shout Just, out Tanev. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like I like Brandon Tanev. I love Brandon Tanev. I mean, everybody was complaining about his contract last year until he actually played, and then everybody just <laughs> shut up really quickly after that. And now, and now his brother's on the Calgary Canucks. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Someone, someone did make a great joke today that the Flames reverse retro is uh, going back to like the black jersey mm-hmm. that they had. Mm-hmm. And and some like some Canucks Twitter account decided to make fun of it, saying, like, come on, Calgary, this is getting too far now, comparing it to the skate jersey. <laughs> All right. You've taken four or five players. Now you're going to take our jersey. What the hell? Next thing you know, they're going to take your division championship. Oh, probably. <laughs> Actually, no, who knows? But yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So I have one more question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys have to be excited about football right now. Ex- ecstatic. They're Steelers, 8-0. Yep. The pride, yeah. of Ab- the pride of Abbotsford, British Columbia. Chase, Chase Claypool. <laughs> hey, Mapletron is killing it this it year. Unbelievable. And I love the nickname. Uh, especially now that he has it on Snickers bars. He's handed out to his teammates oh, on the team charters. Fun. Not really COVID-friendly on that front, but hey. Especially now. He's <laughs> mind on social media as well. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> the fact him and Juju together is a match oh, made in heaven. Yeah. And... I love uh, one more thing. I love the nickname uh, for him and uh, Big Ben. Seven Eleven always open. I think that's brilliant. They're selling T-shirts. Yeah. He he's sell- not there. Chase Claypool is selling T-shirts yeah. that say that with just a random picture of him and Ben, yeah. and then that's photoshopped poorly in front of a Seven Eleven. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's hilarious. It's great. Yeah, yeah you guys I mean, got to be excited for, uh, for what's going on there. I mean. All around encompassing that team is just, it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. The last couple of weeks have been, I mean, down to the wire. It's always fun yeah. beating the Baltimore Ravens. Cool. And it, yeah. But back-to-back weeks, basically the same play to end this, the game. A last-ditch effort from about 20 yards out, and Minka Fitzpatrick bats it down. Definitely not helping my heart health, but hey, they're 8-0 for the first time in franchise history, which is also kind of surprising same. when you think about how good some how of the good. teams were. Yeah. In the yeah. 70s, especially, but eight and oh, we're loving it. Hopefully, Ben doesn't actually have COVID, yeah. but we're playing the bungles this week. So, 
Fitzpatrick, that was taking Miami's lunch money as well, that trade. Yeah, and that was the first time since like the 70s that the Steelers have traded a first-round draft pick, and I was like, uh, well worth it. Yeah, oh, no doubt about that. There were people actually complaining about that. I was like, you just shut your mouth. Yeah, (laughs) actually. I I will tell you, I have been to Pittsburgh once. I'll tell you that. And like, it was... I love the setup. I love like the the hockey arena is not there, but Heinz and PNC right beside each other is awesome. Yeah. And like, I was actually really disappointed because like I want to see like all the baseball stadiums I can. I want to see every stadium, obviously. But mm-hmm. I was in Pittsburgh. I walked between Heinz and PNC, and I was there while it was the All Star break in baseball season. So nothing was going on. So I only got to walk mm-hmm. around the stadium. But I've heard that's one of the best in baseball. Yeah, it's yep. weird though. Is usually when, especially in the summertime, when there's nothing going on, they have the back gate to the outfield terrace open, so you can okay. walk in the back of the stadium and see oh, the, the skyline. But that's sick. But yeah, no, that going in there and getting the sit, whether no matter what baseline you sit on, you get to see that view. It is it's, yeah, it's one of the best view. views ever. Not even yeah. just the baseball, but just one yeah. of the best skyline views ever. Yeah, it's very much like uh, like I I can't say like I can't compare it because I haven't seen it yet. But it, it, it I'm sure it reminds me of Safeco or T-Mobile as it's called now in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. loves that that stadium and it's great views and just a great stadium as well. And of course, the closest to me. Yeah, I mean, wh- what else are you gonna have to do in Pittsburgh besides look at the skyline when you're looking at a baseball game? <laughs> Watch the other yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, usually yeah. That's, that's that's what it is. Right. It's uh, come out of town. No. You, you just let Chris, Chris Archer go. <laughs> I was more, okay. listen, I loved Chris Archer, but you, you gave up glass now and meadows yeah. for him. Like what, who scouted that deal? Yeah, that was a bad deal. Awful that deal. was a bad deal. Last time actually like for as good as he was, he kind of got lit up in the world series, but like both of them are so eh. good. He got lit up by the Dodgers. Hey, so, he's, still a, and, like, he's still a pirate at heart, man. Like, no, his not. era is unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, the flow is, is unbelievable. Flow is beautiful. It is. Hey, and you guys like the black alternates are one of my favorites in baseball. The Pirates black alternates. Yeah, yeah I, I have a Josh Bell of that one. That is, I love nice. that jersey. They they try to switch it off, and I do like the. I did like the new Pittsburgh script this year on yeah. the jerseys. They yeah, they did it just in time players. to be the worst team in baseball, yeah. but. <laughs> But yeah, still, true. the black with the big P on the side, on the chest piece. That's, that's both of them were so favorite. nice. Yeah, yeah. The, the one you mentioned about how they were doing, uh, how they did the little league games or whatever mm-hmm. it was. There's the the white one with the yellow stripe, which says the Berg on it. I own that one, and it's awesome. I think that one's my favorite one. I know <laughs> they'll funny. never wear it again, but that one's yeah. awesome. Do you have a player on that, by the way? No, it's just blank. Yeah, that's the way to go, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah, he <laughs> wouldn't hilarious. be on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Wait till they're good again. You got yeah. Russell Martin on the back. <laughs> Just get Kutch. That's the safe bet. <laughs> Absolutely, that get is. Get a Clemente one. That's that's well, that's, a, that's the it. safest bet. Yeah, yeah. So, are you guys true? Uh, how would you say it? Pixtarians? Pittsburghers. Uh, Yinzers. Yinzers way funnier. Uh, Yinzers is probably like, the one. You hate go. everything Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, every, everything even, Philadelphia. Even the 76ers when you, you yourself don't have a basketball team? I tried for a solid year, and I just track. couldn't do it. Like, I also hate them being a Raptors fan because like they're okay. always like competing against each other. They mm-hmm. did have 
when the city jerseys first got introduced and they had those cream jerseys that said Villa across, mm-hmm. those were sick, but that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I, I the, the reason I tried to get into rooting for the Sixers was one, I don't have a basketball team, and two, when I tried to do that, they had Jimmy Butler, and he's my favorite player in the NBA. So and now you're a Heat fan. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Hey, I'm not really a basketball those fan. Those Miami Vice jerseys, though. Yeah, those are some of the sickest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, come be a Raptors fan, even though I don't really know what the team's going to look like because it sounds like Van Vliet just wants to get paid. And it sounds like they've been all in on Gion to on going to get Giannis, but it sounds like he wants to go to Miami or stay in Milwaukee or go to Golden State, which would be ridiculous. Why does everybody want Golden State to be good in the NBA? <laughs> Literally in the oh, NBA, Golden State has fun. run their shit the entire five years. Good. It was oh. so much fun when they were good. I I guess it was. <laughs> I. Uh, it was something to cheer for, and by cheer for, I mean cheer against. I always cheered against Golden State because it was like the I, evil empire. It was so much fun when they were good, but of course, like I was cheering for the Raptors to beat them, and they did. So, yeah, exactly. That yeah. you cheer against the teams like that after yeah. after their first championship. <laughs> hey, well, I was cheering for them against LeBron, and then LeBron decided to go into beast mode when they were down three to one and come back. So, hey, yeah, sports man. That's why we love them. That's why we sit yeah. here and talk about them all day. Oh yeah, true. You guys have anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, other than that, uh, other than the Pittsburgh, one last thing I guess we'll leave it off with here. Yeah. Other than the Pittsburgh and the LA jerseys, the uh, reverse retros that we talked about, which other ones caught your eye? Yeah. Well, like today we only saw the like the kind of previews for the Pacific Division, mm-hmm. but I am excited about the purple for Arizona. I'm excited about a lot in the Pacific Division, actually, but just to go around other ones that we haven't seen yet. I'm excited that Carolina is going to be the Whalers colors. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that Minnesota is going to be North stars colors. I'm very excited that Columbus is going to go with a red Jersey. Yeah. That's right. I, I'm, uh, I'm excited that I think who was it? There's a couple others that I'm really, ex- I think, Florida is going to have a decent one. I like, I think Tampa's is going to be interesting because it's going to kind of mold like this championship with our old championship. So I think it's going to be kind of nostalgic for the whole fan base sort of thing. The Devils are doing their Christmas thing. Yeah, yeah, the Devils Devils. bringing back the Christmas. That's what I was going to say. The Devils one's going to be sick. Yeah, that one's going to be sick. I love that. The Flyers Uh, one's going to be ugly, of course, but you know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple others that I have to like go back and look at, but those are ones I remember off the top of my head that are going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the Sharks and the Ducks one looks like. Yes. Well, I don't know if I'm going to like them, but I'm going to be excited to see what they look like. Did you see the preview of the Ducks one today? It's going to be Wild Wing. No way. Sorry, I'm just watching. I have the football game on the TV, and the Colts just blocked a punt and scored a touchdown off. (laughs) Uh, uh, But going back, the Ducks one, they're going back. They have like the cartoon uh, font on the back, which is going to be great. Hey. The NHL is finally starting to have some fun with something. It is, and it's awesome. It's great. It only it's took awesome. a global pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But no, it's and to awesome. do it, Adidas. Like, you know. Well, yeah, Adidas has done a very good job since they took taken over. Yeah, oh, they have, and like, like I'm very excited to see some of the old colors. Like, I wish the Canucks were doing that instead of just like the 2000s colors. But I'm very excited that the Kings are doing that with the purple and gold, but mer- merging it with like the Gretzky era logo i'm excited that like i said the the minnesota is going to be north stars colors that carolina is going to be whalers colors mm-hmm. i wonder 
I'd have to look again, but are the Avalanche doing like Nordiques colors? They're going to get a white jersey. I They're think. getting oh. yeah, something with white. Oh, yeah, so it's going to be like a that. main white and then probably like the light. Yeah, I, I don't remember who has white and who has home kind of home jerseys, but they're going to yeah. be, they're all going to be awesome. Probably. Okay. What's yeah. fun is they are doing half and half, which means you're going to see matchups where both teams are going to wear these reverse retros. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be sick. Be but fun. Jordy, thank you for joining <laughs> us and thank you for having us as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with you. I mean, where, what's coming up for you on the King's Den after this week? And then, where can our followers find you? Well, it's kind of it's still the off season. We don't yeah. know when hockey is going to be played. Like if if the fans don't know, we are starting season two of here at the Hockey Podcast Network. All of us are mm-hmm. at the start of December, so that's when we're going to start two episodes a week. But right now it's off season, so like the for the last week on Twitter, I've been talking about Dane Cook movies and specials for crazy. <laughs> or like it's it's the off season. There's like, we're finding stuff to talk about right now, but there is hockey news to talk about as well. And we're going to find out when hockey starts, hopefully soon. So you're kind of work. Everyone's kind of learning as they go right now. Like even players say like, yeah, we don't know what's going on. So we'll find out what happens when it happens sort of thing. But on social, follow my personal Twitter at Cunningham Jordy, follow the King's Den THPN on Twitter for everything with the King's Den, the King's Den THPN on Instagram as well. Uh, Jordy underscore Cunningham 23 on Instagram and follow us everywhere. And don't just follow me, follow these guys, follow everyone around the hockey podcast network. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you could follow Horwat at Nick Horwat 41 on Twitter. You could follow me at Nick underscore Berlansky. It's a hard spelling. So just try it and I'm sure it'll come up <laughs> or you can follow our Twitter page at iceberg podcast. Like we have Twitter, we have Instagram. You can follow at iceberg podcast and we have a Facebook page as well at tip of the iceberg. So uh, Jordy, that would be a great Scrabble score with your name. Yeah, I, w- I mean, a great Scrabble score. You don't get many points in Wheel of Fortune. Or not Wheel of Fortune. What am I? What 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 show am I thinking of? I don't know. I said Scrabble board game. I don't know. You need to buy a vowel. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune, you buy a vowel. Yeah, you only have to buy one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, true. That's funny. Well, Jordy, thanks for thanks for hey. having us, and thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for joining me. This was of, a course. of course. It's fun. All righty, man. See ya. Have a good one. See ya. All right. That was Nick and Nick of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. They're awesome. They're definitely going to be back on the King's End soon. That was such a fun conversation. I hope you guys and you guys enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. I I totally forgot about all the jersey talk that we had on top of the reverse retro jerseys and teaching them about how many NBA jerseys are. That was a lot of fun. So again, another great conversation with Nick and Nick. We're gonna definitely talk with them again. And with that, that includes episode 68 of the King's Den. Again, we thank you so much for joining us for episode 68. Again, before we let you go, don't forget to follow us at the King's Den THPN on Twitter and Instagram. At Cunningham Jordy on Twitter. At Jordy underscore underscore Cunningham 23 on Instagram. At the hockey at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and Instagram. At the Hockey Podcast Network on YouTube for all our all of the video footage around the network. And on Patreon for just $1, you can find all of the exclusive bonus content around the network. And speaking of that, like I always say, don't just check after you finish here listening to the Kingston. Go listen to every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network as well because there is just amazing content being pumped out every day around the network from every team and our, and our original podcast as well, including brad lieb his new podcast his second episode just third episode just dropped sorry with former canucks and blackhawks defenseman 
Brent Sopel. So definitely check that out as well. It's a great podcast. So go check it out as well. This has been episode 68. Again, stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, be safe, have a great week, and we will see you next Sunday for episode 69.